This is William R. Patterson, international best-selling co-author of the business and personal finance book, The Barron Son. Thank you for joining us for the three-part writing, publishing, and book marketing teleseminar series called Best-Selling Author Secrets, How to Create a Six-Figure Income and Boost Your Celebrity Status. It's brought to you by BarronSeries.com and Incali Mincy of CoachGreatWriters.com. Before we get started, our attorneys ask that we read the following disclaimer. Starting and operating a publishing business or other related businesses involves risk of loss and may not be suitable for all individuals and or investors. This teleseminar is based on information that we consider to be reliable. However, the Barron Series, Peter Page Publishing, Long and Silverman Publishing, Inc., William R. Patterson, and then Kali Mincy do not warrant its completeness, accuracy, or adequacy for any particular use and shall in no event be liable for any loss or other commercial damage incurred as a result of specific investments or planning decisions made by the participants. Moving forward, I would encourage everyone to grab a pen and a notepad because throughout tonight's call, we're going to be asking you to take some important action. So please take a moment to make sure that you do have a pen and notepad handy. I would also suggest if you have a friend, family member, or business associate, someone who's close to you, that you also recommend that they register for the remaining workshops that we have as part of this teleseminar series. Because when it comes to starting and operating a publishing business, it's always easier if you have a support system, someone who's on the same page with you, and someone who understands the strategies that you're using and attempting to implement. In tonight's session, How to Write Books That Sell, you will learn how to identify great story ideas that will excite publishers and generate a dedicated audience following as well as make you money. You're going to learn how to minimize writer's block so that you can stay motivated and quickly get your book completed, how to effectively use backstory and emotion to create real characters and tell compelling stories that can propel you to bestseller status. You're also going to learn ways to tell readers in less time and with fewer words. So you're going to learn to write with a certain economy and efficiency and effectiveness that's going to make people want to come back and look for that next book that you're publishing. You also are going to learn how to use valuable literary techniques that have sold millions of books worldwide, and you're going to learn how to make sure that every word that you write contributes significantly to your story. Again, coming back to that uh, economy of words. Now, we also have two remaining sessions. One is going to be highly effective strategies for book marketing and promotion. We also have another one on publishing and distributing your book. Session two is going to be on publishing and distributing your book. Session three is going to be the highly effective strategies for marketing and promoting your book. To give you a little bit of background on myself, again, my name is William R. Patterson. I run BarronSeries.com, which is a business consulting Firm. We work with a lot of authors and speakers as well as entrepreneurs on how to develop and grow their businesses. And publishing and using writing to increase their celebrity is a major part of growing their businesses. Uh, I've won the 2008 and 2009 Web Awards for Best Author. Uh, these awards are the result of over 650,000 votes cast from over 130 countries. I wrote the best-selling book, The Barren Sun, which has been translated in a number of languages from Portuguese, Russian, Korean, and so forth. It's been featured in the Forbes Book Club, Black Enterprise Magazine multiple times. I've also been a featured guest on over 400 television and radio programs, as well as created over 150 products and services based on my book. So I really want people to understand that it is possible to make a great income, a great living through something that is your passion. If your passion is to help people and transform their lives, that's something you can do. 
Also, as a co-host on this call, we have in Kali Mincy, who is a former English and writing instructor for Columbia College and a public relations manager for Long and Silverman Publishing, Inc., where she served as senior editor until 2006. Coincidentally, she was also the editor for The Barren Sun. And we're going to talk about the importance of editing and writing a great book, and she's going to bring some terrific insight there. As a writing coach, a consultant, and a speaker, her client list includes business, education, literary, and marketing writers from Harvard, Yale, Columbia, and Georgetown, and many others. She's developed nearly two dozen writing and editing workshops and coaching programs. I've been through many of those programs, and they've certainly helped me not only in terms of writing the book, but also many of the other things that come after the book, the press releases, the promotional copy, and so forth. So if you don't think that you can build wealth rapidly and create multiple streams of income in a down economy, if you don't think that you have the time or the skill to write a best-selling book, tonight's workshop and teleseminar is certainly going to prove you wrong because we're going to go through many of those key points and action items that are going to help you get started right away. Now, throughout the call, I'm sure you're going to have a lot of questions, so go ahead, jot those questions down. Toward the end of the call, we're going to answer any additional questions that you may have. After we go through a brief presentation that will talk about some of these different strategies that you can use to effectively get started, write your book, then we're going to go through some of the questions that you had about the writing process, and then we're going to open up the lines to answer questions, again, primarily focused on writing. If we don't get to your question tonight, it's probably because you had a question that was related to publishing and distributing your book or marketing your book, which we'll cover on Thursday's session. Again, that's going to be on publishing and distributing your book. And then next Tuesday's session, which will cover the book marketing side. So again, if we don't get to your question tonight, it's likely because it dealt with one of those two other areas, and we'll cover those in the subsequent workshops. I'm now going to introduce Inkali Mincy, and she's going to talk about her seven-step process for writing your book and beginning to publish the book. This is a process that I went through with the Baron's Son, and it was tremendously successful and effective in getting the book done very quickly. Inkali Mincy, welcome to the call. Thank you. Thank you, William. I just want to say good evening to everyone. As William mentioned, I will be talking a bit about my seven-step writing process. It is a surefire way to get your book written, written well, and put on shelves fairly quickly. What I do with my seven-step writing process is I work with clients first and foremost with motivation. I find that motivation is key to the success of anyone's book. Many people, you have families, you have jobs. A lot of people say that they don't have time to focus on a daily writing regimen. But I'm here to tell you that if you have someone to work with you who understands the publishing process, who understands what it feels like to be a writer. You can get through it and just stay motivated throughout that. Uh, step two in this process is finding your great story idea. Sometimes it's not enough to just have that snapshot, that one-sentence idea, but it's important to work with someone and be able to flesh that out. Uh, the third step is character development. And William and I, we had talked about this before because we weren't quite sure how many people on the call would be nonfiction writers, or would be fiction writers, but I'm here to tell you that character development is relevant no matter what type of writing you're doing. Even if you're doing nonfiction, generally you're going to have key players in your book, and it's important to understand who those key players are for telling your story or getting your message across. It's important to understand a lot about those people, and I always tell my clients that there are certain things 
that you're going to need to know about your characters, whether fiction or nonfiction. There are certain things that you're going to need to know about them that may not necessarily make it to the book itself. There are going to be things that you're going to have to know about these key people that readers themselves may never know. And when you don't really fully understand your characters, it definitely comes across in your book and the success of that book and how well your story is told. The fourth step in the process is what we call plot development. Again, whether you're doing nonfiction or fiction, plot being the series of events that take place in your story. The fifth part that I work with very often uh, with my clients is the craft of the writing itself, because many people are coming from different backgrounds. Professionals have backgrounds in marketing and finance and education, and they may be effective writers within the daily workings of their job, but a lot of people don't really understand what it takes to effectively write a book, again, fiction or nonfiction. And then the next step, what I call self-editing. There's so many ways that you can save money on producing your book by doing certain self-editing techniques. And it's not to say that you necessarily have to be the world's greatest speller or the world's greatest person in grammar. It is possible to edit your book and get it the best that it can be before you send it to that professional. And it will, I promise you, it will save you hundreds if not thousands of dollars if you just take the time, a few extra weeks, an extra month, to properly edit your book yourself. I know very often writers, by the time they finish writing that 80,000-word document, they're ready to be done with it. I've done my job. I don't want to look at it anymore. I want to send it off. But I'm telling you, it's best to let it sit for a while. Let it sit for a few days, a few weeks, even a month or two. Come back to it with fresh eyes and really give it that run-through that it needs. Speaking as a former editor myself, very often it's hard to get people to care about your work as much as you do. And considering that a lot of editors, they have no idea who you are, all they're doing is focusing on the words on the page. And when they get something across their desk that appears to be done sloppily, that editor, they're going to take the same attitude. It's always really important to market your book. And the first way you can start marketing your book is working with a professional such as an editor. Because sometimes an editor is going to be your best friend. It's going to be that, that first person that you go to, you know, in, the, in that publishing process. That's going to be that person that might be able to connect you to a designer, a proofreader, somebody to typeset your book. So you want to take that professional approach and give your book the time that it needs and that it deserves to get to that next step. Step seven in the process is preparing for production. I mean, when I say preparing for production, it's some of the things that I just mentioned a moment ago as far as getting it to the different levels of editing getting it to that typesetter to lay it out, working with designers to work on your book cover and work on the other parts. So there you have the seven-step writing process. William, if you want to jump in. Sure. Well, why don't you go ahead and recap the seven steps for us once again, please? Sure. Step one in my seven-step writing process would be motivation. Two, finding that great story idea. Three, character development. Four, plot development, five, writing, or as I say, the craft of writing, six, self-editing, and seven, preparing for production. So preparing for production in the sense of packaging it to get to that next step, to get it on the shelves. Okay. Well, let's briefly run through those and just give people an example of something that might happen. So let's say on the motivation side, 
what's a, a technique that you might use to keep a person motivated or what are some techniques or a technique that a person might use to stay motivated? Well, one of the things that I find when it comes to motivation, many people come to me not in the beginning as they should. I always recommend that writers, as soon as you have that idea, you find a coach, you find a professional who can help you. But as far as the motivation in and of itself, I find that a lot of clients, when they come in, they come in at the point where they're a quarter of the way through the book and they have writer's block. When it comes to writer's block, a lot of it comes from not having properly fleshed out your story idea before you sit down to write. It comes from fear, whether it's fear of success, fear of failure, feeling that your writing skills may not be adequate to produce a book that could potentially be a bestseller. And so I spend a lot of time working with people to get them in that frame of mind to believe that it is possible. It is possible to have that bestseller. So in terms of how I go about motivating people, I first get them out of that frame of mind that you don't have to be afraid to be successful. A lot of people find that they're scared to take on that responsibility because with success comes work. And a lot of people aren't necessarily in the position to take on that kind of responsibility. A lot of people are very self-conscious. Maybe when they were in high school and they wrote a paper from their heart and a teacher may have told them that it was terrible. Those kind of things stick with people. So I constantly bring my clients success stories and examples of how they can do it to give them firsthand accounts of clients that I have who have come from circumstances where they may not have been the best writer, but they've found success, whatever success means for them. Okay. Now let me ask you about the great idea. Are great ideas something you find or great ideas something that come from in? Meaning do you have to go out and research something and say, wow, this could be a great idea? Or are these things that you're inspired to do, your calling, your mission, your purpose? Do you see it both ways or in your experience what's been the case there? Well, I find when it comes to finding and developing your great story idea, the most important way to do that is to write what you care about. And I know that for a lot of the writers on the phone, they may read many writing magazines and writing books and things like that that tend to say over and over and over again, write what you know, write what you know. Now, it helps to write what you know, but it is possible to have a great book where you may not necessarily know everything. For example, if you're writing fiction, you may want to have your story set in Japan, but you've never actually traveled to Japan you can still write that story convincingly if done the right way. So, you know, I say that the most important thing is caring about your topic more so than writing what you know. Now let me ask you, touching briefly on, on character development. Now, are, are there certain techniques, are there skills, are there templates? How does a person go about developing a character? Well, one of the things I will tell all of the callers is that I do have a writing toolkit, which features templates that make it very easy for you. It has character development template where pretty much you fill it in. You fill in those blanks. And by the time you fill in those blanks, you will have a fully developed character. Some of the things that help to develop characters, one, it's not just enough to know the person's name and how old they are. You want to know things about your character that most people would never think to put on paper. For example, if you have a female character, I would suggest that you figure out if she emptied her purse today, 
What are all of the contents of her purse? What are her pet peeves? Does she have a food allergy? Does she have dandruff? Now, I know it sounds silly and it sounds funny, but these are the kinds of things that you need to know. Because just like you meet a person that you think you really like, one of the parts of getting to know a person is essentially interviewing them. Of course, when you do that, it takes time. Sometimes people say you can never really know anyone. But it's the same process. When there's someone that you love, when there's someone that you care about, you want to know all the ins and outs of this person. And you would think that if you're developing a character and you're writing a book from your heart or writing um, a book that you've always wanted to do, you love this book, you love your idea, you love your characters, and you would treat it the same way. Absolutely. And I can just tell you from the standpoint of The Baron's Son, some of the feedback that we got as to why people really liked it was because of how well the characters were developed. And even in looking at the things that the character ate, the feelings, all of those things, it was a level of detail that painted a very vivid picture, and a lot of that comes out of the character development. And it also was very important from the standpoint of writing a motivational book because it put a person in the mind of an entrepreneur that helped them understand how they would react in a certain situation. So it helped them to refocus their thoughts as well. So the character development is very important, not just – when you're talking about, as she mentioned, as you're talking about fiction, but also in nonfiction and helping the audience to understand more about the motivations of a person to make certain decisions. Right. Now, let's talk briefly on plot development. Are there some tips and tools that are available for people with regard to plot development? Right. Well, that's yet another piece that I have on my website in the writing toolkit. It also deals with plot development. And that's CoachGreatWriters.com, is that? CoachGreatWriters.com, thank you, William. Okay. Um, and with the plot development, it's similar to the character development insofar as it forces you to know every aspect of your story before you sit down to put pen to paper or put finger to keyboard. Going back to why people tend to struggle with writer's block, one of the reasons, or one of the biggest reasons for writer's block is not having a fully developed story. The problem that writers have is that very often they're so excited about their idea, they just want to get busy writing. And then by the time they come a quarter into it, they realize that they don't know what to write next. And the reason for that is it's very easy to have a story idea where you know the beginning, you know how you want it to start, and you know how you want it to end. But the hardest part is having a middle, getting a middle that's going to carry readers from that third chapter all the way to the end. The middle part is the most difficult to do because when you start, you have momentum. When you're ending, you have momentum because you're trying to hurry up and finish it. But with the plot development and with the templates that I have, it allows you to craft your entire story chapter by chapter, scene by scene. And one of the things I impress upon people all the time is that once you get into the writing and you have it laid out and you know for the most part what's going to happen every chapter and every scene, your characters that are fully developed and your plot, which is fully developed, will take on a life of its own. And your story very well may change in the course of the writing. And I encourage that. That's a great thing. Because... If your characters wind up doing everything that you set out for them to do, your story might sound too contrived. So you might say, well, then why do I bother doing the templates? Why do I bother filling all of this out? 
Well, the point is you have to kind of know where you're going. And once you start to veer off and your characters take on personalities of their own, you wind up having a better story for it. Okay. And then let's touch briefly on, let's say, a self-editing technique or two to give people – well, actually, we skipped the, the craft of writing. Is, is there a brief point or two that you want to hit on there? The craft of writing deals more with understanding what elements go into a good story. Many people read books all the time, they read short stories all the time, and they enjoy them. But unless maybe you went to school and studied literature, or you're very deep into literary arts, you might not really understand the elements that make you enjoy that story. So with the craft of writing, I work with my clients and really get them to see and take a very active approach to make sure that they include those types of things, depending on what story it is that they want to tell. I talk to them very often about using different literary devices that you may have heard about in high school, foreshadowing, foreboding, different things that really make a story suspenseful, make it exciting. And so that's pretty much what goes into the writing craft. So this is similar to, let's say you're watching a movie, and the difference between a movie that you feel disappointed by and a movie that you say, wow, that was great, that was suspenseful, I didn't see that coming. These are the elements of writing that we're talking about, is that correct? Right. These, these are the, the details. And this is what, and I'll, I'll say this, writing is difficult. Writing is difficult. And it's because there are so many elements that need to be considered. That's the genius of it is not just knowing the elements, but being able to make them work, because there are a lot of different pieces that go into it. Okay, and let's touch on a technique or two for self-editing. Well, I do have a CD that I call Copy Editing Essentials, and will give you the rundown of most things that you need to understand at a basic level about the different steps of the editing process, the different types of editors. I have a 20-odd page document with different publishing-related terms, so that way, when you find an editor, you can articulate yourself, you can speak on their level, know what it is that you're talking about, and actually command that respect from different publishing professionals because it shows them that you've done your homework, and it also shows them that they can't take advantage of you. But just at a, a basic level, some of the things that you can do as far as checking headers, checking punctuation, making sure things are properly aligned, making sure that you don't violate certain grammar rules, and things like that. And I would say that if you just did that basic thing, of course, depending on the style that you want to use. For example, if you're writing an education-related document for social work, there are different style guides that people tend to use. In that case, you might use a style guide called APA. If you're writing just general fiction or just any general piece, you might want to use the Chicago Manual of Style. And I would say to anyone Whatever topic you're writing on, if you're writing for a specific field, it's very important to understand what style guides are appropriate and how to use the style. Because if you want to boost your credibility and you want to get that respect and have people take your work seriously, it's critical for you to understand that very basic thing. If you don't, it will show in your work. And as I said earlier, editors, they don't have a lot of time and they don't have a lot of patience. Now let me ask you about preparing for production. Just an outline. Are we talking still on the writing side or having your book typeset and so forth that go into the preparing for production phase? Preparing for production, we're moving now into getting your book ready to go to professionals. At this point, you're kind of hands-off. You've done the hard work. 
So now it's time to pass it along. And in preparing my clients for production, I let them know all of the critical professionals that they need to get in touch with. After you see your substantive editor, number one, that's usually the first person that you want to go to when you finish writing your book, assuming that you haven't had someone critique your book. In an ideal world, I say after you write, self-edit. After you finish self-editing and you're ready for someone else to look at it, I would say send it to someone who can critique it. Because if you spend, say, $500 to have someone critique your book, it can give you a sense of what you need to rearrange or what you need to fix. And it will save you a lot more money down the line when you go to the next step, which would be the substantive editor, who usually organizes different paragraphs, who organizes chapters, who will tell you, well, you know, your book would be much more effective if you move chapter 4 to chapter 1 and move chapter 1 to chapter 2. That's what a substantive editor would do. After that, then you would send it to your copy editor, who is going line by line, checking for grammar, checking for punctuation, checking for overall sense, consistency from chapter to chapter. That's what it's taking you through. That's what I prepare people for. Well, I can just tell our listeners, having gone through Kylie's process, to give you a sense of the value of going through this type of process, I want to help you to understand the risk of not doing the steps that she's talking about and how much money it will cost you. If you have a poorly written book, you're sending out hundreds of manuscripts and you're typically getting rejection letters. These are the reasons why. When it comes to being able to complete your book quickly, having these templates makes it so easy because all you have to do is plug in the information. They help you to fully develop the characters, fully develop the plot. You're not sitting there struggling, wondering if I have it right. Going back to the cost, an inexpensive tool can certainly save you a great deal of money from the postage of mailing this out to your low readership. When you're trying to book speaking engagements to talk about your book, when people are reading this book and they say, no, this really isn't a great book, this all comes back to these things here. So a simple tool can pay huge dividends for you. And again, I, I'm a testament to that. When you're talking about the ability to have your book translated around the world, these are the things that really make a great universal story. So that's the power of having the right tool. And I always point to knowledge and tools as well as, as having a coach or a mentor as three of the seven major reasons that people struggle in business. Again, not having that mentor who can say, hey, this is the fastest way for you to get through this process. When you're looking at the knowledge and tools, I always talk about two people in New York trying to get to California. The other turns to the person and says, how much is a ticket? They reply $600. They say, oh, no, that's too expensive. I think I'd rather walk. By not using these types of tools for character development, plot development, for self-editing, you are walking to your destination. So there are ways in which you can get it done faster. The other reason why you're so frustrated is because you don't have these tools that can help you get through it quickly. You start to see your progress. This keeps your motivation. It helps you believe. When we first started writing The Barren Sun, it took us five years to really complete it. I had to put it down several times. But it's using these techniques that help you get it together quickly. Once I started to use these techniques, things started to roll, and it took a lot less time to get through that book. These are things that can save years, cut years off of your time. 
I want to cover briefly a couple of things that can give you a little bit more perspective to this whole writing process. Number one, you want to look at your goal as a writer. Why are you writing this book? Are you writing this book to increase your celebrity? Are you writing this book to begin to build an audience? Are you writing this book because writing is your passion? Are you writing a book to create a platform to sell other products and services? You obviously want to identify your target audience and the emotional and rational needs. These are things that go into this character development, the plot development. You want to have things that resonate with them. Looking at the title, the subtitle, these are the things that Kali walks you through. These are things that we cover in the coaching program. Establishing the timeline for completing your book, doing the market research, if you're talking about nonfiction especially, establishing the credibility, outlining the chapters of the book. Now, I do want to cover uh, very briefly a couple of other ways that you can go about writing your book because some people are just, I will never sit down and write every page of my book. So there are some other options for you out there, and these are things that, that we also walk people through. But regardless, you still need these seven steps. One way is to speak your book using transcribed audio. So you can outline the chapters of your book. You can pick five major points and then start to pull out two or three sub-points and then come up with a story that illustrates those five major points. And then you can record that using a recording service such as the one we're using, like freeconferencecall.com. You can have those audios transcribed and edited. But again, you're going through using the steps that Kali has outlined. You also can seek contributions from other writers. And again, you want to follow the steps that Kali has laid out, and you want to begin to educate them in that process, but you can certainly pull in contributions from other people. This is a way that the Chicken Soup, people, Mark Victor Hansen and Jack Canfield, have been able to sell over 100 million books worldwide by taking contributions from other people. This is a way that you can get a book completed relatively quickly. You can also do interviews of other people. A book is usually about five to seven hours worth of audio. So you need to be prepared to have about 10 to 12 hours worth of audio, and you can pare that down. But you can certainly do interviews with other experts as part of a branded system. These are definitely things that we walk through and are usually more appropriate for people who are on the nonfiction side and are also doing information products. But certainly you've seen a number of very successful series that deal with contributions from other people. Let's go ahead and answer some of the questions that came in. We're going to cover those for about five to ten minutes. We're going to try to run through those very quickly, and then we'll open up the lines for people who have questions. Kali, do you want to start us off with our, our first question? Uh, the question is, how do I get started? I don't want to be lost in the sea of authors. I want to explode with something phenomenal. I don't want to be mediocre. It's pretty easy to get started, easy in the sense that you can put together what it is that you need to do. The first thing I always recommend to have is a coach. As I said earlier, you know, someone who understands what it means to be a writer, what it feels like, who understands the publishing process. Following a process that works is a good way to get started. You can try to go it alone. The level of success you would have, I can't really speak to that. But if you want to get this thing done and have it done well, you do want to follow a process similar to the one that William and I both talked about, which is the seven-step process. Also, organizing a team building your network, getting a coach, getting someone to critique your work, getting several reliable editors, having a designer, a typesetter, a proofreader, finding several printers who you can rely on. 
to get you what you need relatively inexpensively and in the time that you need it. Also recognizing and creating opportunities to market yourself and your book. And not just recognize and create the opportunities, but act on them as well. There are many cheap ways that you can do that. You can look at going to local book fairs, drop-ins at bookstores, go to different university departments, talks at libraries, cafes, speaking engagements at charities, nonprofits. They're always looking to have people come in and give them good programs, and that's something that you can do. Always look for an opportunity to talk about your book, get in front of an audience to talk about your book. Um, And finally, I would say be willing to do things differently. That's a very critical one in getting started as an author. Being an author is not just about writing a book. So going back to doing things differently, I would say if you're one of those people where you say, you know, I'm not really comfortable speaking to strangers, I don't like to do networking because it makes me feel phony or not genuine, it's something that you're going to have to learn how to do. So just be willing to um, do things a little differently and step outside of your comfort zone. Okay. The next question that came in is, how does a new author who self-published her book create a brand and a market for her book? And this would be a Christian slash nonfiction self-help genre. Just to give people some additional insight, some of these questions we will address in multiple workshops because depending on which phase of the publishing process, the writing and publishing process you're in, then this may have a slightly different answer or there may be different steps that you'll need to take depending on which phase of the writing and publishing process you're in. There are a lot of things that you may want to do early on. This also speaks to the previous question, but there are a lot of things that you may want to do early on to kind of build your brand, to begin to develop a series, to bait the readers to begin to follow you. And you may want to do some teasers things that will start to cultivate this following. These are ways in which you can start to build your brand, start to think about the color scheme, looking at the storylines, the emotional needs of that particular audience, and beginning to develop a series of articles or types of content that speak to those emotional needs. Those are ways in which you can start to build that audience. Again, using the character development, the plot development skills that Kali is talking about. Okay, so why don't we hit the next one? Uh, The next question we have here, what is the number of books that have to be sold to make the New York Times bestseller list? Now, I know that's one that everybody loves to ask. I want to be a New York Times bestseller. How do I do it? There is no hard and fast number of books that you need to sell to be a New York Times bestseller. The reason for that is that the sales are reported week to week. So pretty much you need to do whatever you can do to get the most books sold in a short amount of time. Distribution is one of the most important factors in becoming a New York Times bestseller. The second thing would be publicity. So if you can get the books distributed, sell a lot of them in a short amount of time, it really increases your chances. If I had to give a number, I would say between two and 10,000 books per week you would need to sell to be a New York Times bestseller. Okay, and I'll just add on to that. Obviously, one of the workshops and one of the coaching programs that we offer, particularly through the Barron Solution Group, is on book marketing. Book marketing does not begin once your book is finished and once your book comes out. You need to build an audience before your book comes out. That way you can concentrate buying within that very short period of time. And really you have a short period of time to even keep your book in the stores because if it doesn't move, they'll certainly move it out and make room for more popular titles. 
you want to begin to cultivate the following. These are the skills and the workshops that we talk about, how to add thousands of people to your mailing list. So if you have a mailing list of 10,000 people before your book comes out, you certainly have a much better chance of having a strong push, particularly even if you don't hit New York to go after the, some of the online bestseller lists like Amazon and so forth. But you want to begin to cultivate a following before your book comes out, and those are the strategies that you learn in the book marketing coaching program that we teach through the Barron Series. Okay, so we have the next question, which is, what are the best ways to build an author's platform prior to publishing a book? Great question. Okay, there are a lot of different ways, and one of the callers talked about it. Again, radio shows, television shows. You can begin to establish yourself as an expert. If you're writing fiction, again, using the teasers, having different things that are of interest to your audience, you can use those as gift offers to opt in. That can help you build up a mailing list. Also, having a mailing list before your book comes out can help you get signed and can help you get more money for your deal. So when we're talking about coaching, when we're talking about tools, these are things that have huge returns on investment because obviously if you go to a publisher and say, hey, I have 10, 15, 20,000 people or even 100,000 people ready to buy my book, obviously they're going to be more willing to give you a bigger or larger advance. So, again, these things pay huge dividends, and you don't want to wait to the last minute. Okay, the next question, self-publishing, the do's and don'ts, the process. Do you want to touch on that? Um, I think, actually, we both can probably tag team that one. I'm sure there are many things that you could think of and a bunch of things that I could think of, too. But just off the top of my head, I would say some of the do's would definitely be think about marketing even before you begin writing. And I cannot stress that one enough. Think about marketing even before you begin writing because your target audience and what your agenda is by writing this book a lot of times will dictate how your book is written, what style it's written in, how short it is, how long it is. So think about marketing before you begin writing. Also, just know it's possible to be successful as a self-published author. A lot of people think that they can't be a bestseller unless – Random House is publishing their book or Penguin is publishing their book. You can have success as a self-published author. One more do, I would say, is learn what the going rates are for the key areas in the publishing process. Know that editors a lot of times can charge $20 to $60 per hour. Know that proofers can charge $30 to $45 an hour. Know that designers can charge between $50 and $120 an hour. Now, don't make the mistake and this is one of the don'ts, don't make the mistake of thinking that because someone has a high price that they're good. And don't make the mistake of thinking that because someone's price is a little bit cheaper that they're bad. Because there are many people who will tell you, I have a degree from Harvard, I've been doing this for 20 years. People sometimes can tell you anything and they charge you a lot of money and you think that they're great because of their price or because of the school that they went to and they're not going to really do a good job. Uh, one more thing I would say on the don't side is don't depend on agents and publishers to promote you. You actually have to work harder than your publisher, and you have to work harder than your agent if you're so fortunate to have one. Because when it comes to publishers, as a new writer, you're lucky if a publisher is going to put $1,000 into you. Okay. In the interest of time, I'm going to combine a couple of these and just try to run through them very quickly. One of the questions that came in was, I know I have a best-selling book, 
but I don't have any writing experience, so how do I get it onto paper? Again, Kali went through that seven-step writing process. This is certainly going to help you. Also, you can look at speaking your book, making an outline of the book, telling the stories, picking the subpoints. These can be things that can at least help you to get the book out. Plus, you can have it transcribed. There are transcription services out there that will transcribe, and, and these are resources that we make available as part of the coaching program. It's very inexpensive to start speaking the book, get it out there, and then to start moving through that editing process. Obviously, the clearer your thoughts are, the less you're going to have to spend on editing. So keep that in mind. Also, another person wants to know about the best resources for self-publishing. Again, Kali has a lot of great resources on coachgreatwriters.com. Again, that's coachgreatwriters.com. We also have resources on baronseries.com, and we have our insider resource list that we make available to people who buy the toolkits and who are part of the coaching program. But you'll find a lot of free resources on both websites, coachgreatwriters.com and also baronseries.com. One of the other great questions that came in late in the day was, how can I tell if I have a winning idea for a book? You can always use surveys. You can always use teasers. These are going to be things that will help you. Then the last question we had here was, I've refocused and I've remotivated myself to follow through on my dreams. Now I'm doing a written business plan for marketing and publishing my book. What would be a realistic first-year sales goal to set for my debut novel and discuss the importance of goal setting? Well, I just want to touch on that very quickly because this will give you some kind of framework here. A successful book sells about 10,000 copies. Let's look at a retail price of $20, a royalty rate of, for a published author, a royalty rate of about 7% means you're going to make about $14,000. That's royalties minus your marketing costs. A lot of people think that, oh, uh, the publisher is going to do the marketing. No, they may market your book to the trade to get it in the bookstores, but they're not going to market to the public. So that marketing budget is going to have to come out of yours. Look at scenario two, the self-published author. Again, 10,000 books. You're lucky to do that. $20 retail price, 35% royalty rate, 65% is going to go to the wholesalers, distributors, and the retailers. So you're looking at $70,000 in gross profit minus your marketing cost is going to equal your profit or your loss. It's going to take a significant amount of money to hit that $70,000 mark unless you're using the strategies that we're talking about for your book marketing and promotion. So these are some realistic numbers, and this is also why it's important to use the different strategies that Colleen and I talk about with, in terms of book marketing and developing multiple streams of income, things such as the book sales. Of course, as we mentioned, you can get the 15 to $20 a book. You can also get $2,000 plus in advance plus royalties for foreign and subsidiary rights for your book, the paperback. You have the mass market paperback. You have all of these other different markets. You have the speaking and training where you can make fees of 1500 to 7000 per engagement. You have teleseminars and webinars where you can make 600 to $9,000 engagement. You have related product sales. You can do $40 plus to several hundred per product. Plus you have affiliate marketing, $7 per lead to $20 to $200 per sale. These are, are conservative numbers. You have coaching and consulting, anywhere from $150 to $10,000 per engagement. You have membership and subscription services, $20 to $500. So the big thing is to get in the door. Remember, the journey of 1,000 miles begins with the first step, so you want to get that book done. There are a lot of great income streams available to people, and you can literally do anything that you want to do by publishing a book. You can travel the world. 
you can create that legacy for someone. I'm sure Kali has tons of stories as well. There was a, a woman that came up to us when we did the Black Writers Reunion Conference, which we'll talk about as well toward the end of the workshop, where she was saying her son was killed, and she wrote a book as a legacy for her son, and she wanted to figure out the best way to get it into the hands of people who could stop teen violence. All of these things are possible through writing the book. You can change people's lives. You can transform the world through your book. You can also become very wealthy by helping other people, or you can just tell great stories and do the things that you're passionate about. So that's what this whole workshop series is all about. Now, why don't we go ahead and open up the lines? This is Rachel from Virginia. I had a question. I have someone who is uh, wanting to publish a book, nonfiction, and they wanted other people to publish their testimonies about their life. What I wanted to know was, would I need to first copyright that before submitting it to them? I'm writing my own book, and it's going to be about my life. And some of the things that I'm writing with into this person's book, I wanted to also put in my book. As I understand your question, this is a legal issue. So what you're going to do is... When you make that contribution to that other person's book, there's going to be some type of agreement that says who's going to own the rights to your contribution and whether those are joint rights or whether they own the rights to your story, whether you retain the rights or whether you're licensing the content to them. So it depends on how you negotiate that intellectual property being your work. I would say obviously you want to try to either have joint rights or retain rights to your work if you'd like to republish them. And then, yes, you would go ahead and file that copyright. Thank you. Hi, William. First of all, I really enjoyed you at the Black Writers Conference or the reunion, so I just wanted to put that out there. And my question for you is, how would I determine whether my novel is screenplay material? I think that's how you want to write early on, so the termination using the plot development, the character development, and, and could it easily be turned into a screenplay. Colleen may have a thought or two on it. Okay, yeah, I was going to say, you touched on it just in the beginning of your response, and that is, it does depend on how you write it. You have to be very conscious about the main story that you want to tell, and then know in advance how each part of those other stories are going to develop. Make sure that throughout the story, you include things that will connect one story to the next, because the last thing that you want to do is write it in such a way that it's going to stand alone. You want to write it in such a way that when people read it, they close it and they put it down and they want to read the next book. Or they read the book and then they want to see it on a stage or they want to see it in a movie theater. You want to just leave it open for people to want to come back and not make them feel like, okay, I've read this story, I've gotten all I can get out of it, and I'm done. Okay, do we have any other questions on the line? Yeah, hello, William. This is Richard. I kind of had a question for you. What's the best approach in writing a how-to book? Well, first of all, if you're talking about doing a nonfiction book and you're also developing a series of products and other things out of it, you want to start by developing a branded system to say, hey, this is my seven-step process or this is my uh, 11 supreme principles or whatever it is. You want to begin by developing a branded system. That's very important. The next thing that you want to do, you want to outline the chapters of the the book based on your branded system. And then you want to pick five major points for each chapter and a couple of sub-points for each of those chapters. And then you want to start to illustrate some stories. Now, one of the great things about stories is you can always borrow other people's credibility. You don't have to 
speak to your ability to do something. You can illustrate a point by using someone else's story, but you have to go back to the things that Kali talked about, which is the character development and the plot development, even within nonfiction. Those are some of the things that I would do. Then I would record and download each chapter and go into that editing process and that book marketing process, but you definitely want to begin the book marketing early on. Okay, Kali, why don't you tell them about some of the resources that you have available then I'll tell them about some of the banned resources that are available. Of course, we would like to encourage people who have already attended the Black Writers Reunion Conference as well as people who are new to writing to look at the Black Writers Reunion and Conference in 2009. It's going to be in Las Vegas. These are seminars that Kali and I attend regularly, and we teach a number of different book publishing and marketing workshops. So I would encourage people to find out more about that, and you can certainly check the news and events section of BarronSeries.com to find out how to register and the different workshops that I'll be teaching. But, Kali, why don't you go ahead and tell them about some of the resources that you have available and some of the programs. I'll talk about the programs first. As William had mentioned earlier, um, I have over two dozen different writing and editing-related workshops. Clients can choose whatever they want. They can package them if they like. But I have programs that deal with how to effectively use punctuation in your writing to get a better story, character development, we have plot development, we have editing, something that's very important because it's going to really affect your bottom line as far as how much you wind up spending. If you just want to discuss literature, I have programs about literature discussion so that way you can consider what works in a story, what the best in the business are writing, how they're writing, and how you can incorporate some of those techniques into your work. So have critiquing services available. If you are going to be attending the BWRC, uh, you can contact uh, the director there, Tia Ross, and she's going to be posting about the critiquing services that are going to be available at a discount for the people that are going to be attending the BWRC. As well, I have general writing coaching programs as well, and that's on my website at coachgreatwriters.com. I also have toolkits, as I mentioned, be it fiction writing and be it copy editing essentials as well. And I'll tell you about some of the Barron programs and workshops. Uh, of course, we have workshop CDs on book publishing and marketing, uh, success secrets. You learn the step-by-step process for creating a winning book concept, writing, producing, publishing, and marketing a quality book quickly and on a limited budget. We also have the workshop series, How to Build a Six-Figure Speaking Business. We have How to Add Thousands of People to Your Mailing List how to use teleseminars to generate multiple streams of income for your business. We show you how to generate 10 streams of income from your teleseminars and, of course, how to start and run your business the right way. This is going to be helpful for people who are doing publishing businesses and other related ventures related to their book. We also have our book marketing coaching program where we walk you step-by-step through how to create this best-selling book. You'll learn how to avoid the common mistakes that many independent as well as signed authors make regarding contract negotiation, marketing, distribution, how to position your title to become a bestseller, how to get big-name people to endorse and support your book. As many people know, I've had billionaires, uh, top financial executives, so many different people that don't endorse anything endorse our book. We have a number of different scripts and forms that you can use to get these people to endorse your book. We talk about how 
how to produce and promote the book on a limited budget, how to get radio, television, and print coverage for your book. Again, I've been a guest on over 400 television and radio shows since my book has come out. I've also created over 150 other products and services based on the book. You'll, you'll also learn how to find the best distributors for your book, how to set up live and virtual book tours. These things alone, again, when you're looking at the fact that you're likely as a new author spend up to $1,000 to travel somewhere to rent a booth and sell your book for $20, and you're trying to recoup this $1,000 from a $20 book, you can see how that's going to become very difficult for you to become a bestseller. So learning how to use these virtual book tours and how to set up the live book tours so that you can get paid to come out and speak, these are things that are going to pay huge dividends for you. How to make money abroad by selling and licensing rights to your book, as well as how to create the lucrative product and service line. Again, I've created over 150 other products. So these are things that we walk you through how to do. Plus, we give you 10 workshop CDs as part of our coaching program. For people who are interested in the coaching program, you can go to barronseries.com and just fill out. There's a workshops and coaching section there. You can fill out that information request form, or you can call 888-90-BARON. That's 888-90-BARON. I only take a certain number of clients that I work with personally, so I would encourage you to sign up very quickly if you're interested in having me work with you personally. But uh, we do have a number of great coaches. Again, Kali is also a person that we work with very closely and who works on many of our, our Barron projects. So I would encourage you to use the strategies that she's talked about and to use the services. They pay for themselves many times over. Again, when you have to mail out hundreds and thousands of dollars worth of material that you're getting rejected and you don't know why, it's because you're not using these steps. When you have the low readership, it's because you're not using these steps. When you're not able to book these speaking engagements, you're not able to get the translation rights. You're losing tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars by not following these types of steps. But there are also huge opportunities. Again, you can have your book translated around the world. You can end up with national radio shows. All of these things are possible for you. You can create that legacy for your son or your daughter. This is what this whole program is all about, transforming your lives and to do the thing that you've always wanted to do. You've always had that great idea, that best-selling book inside of you. This is a way for you to get it out very quickly using the templates, the tools, and the coaching insight that's available to you. So there are a number of great resources. Kylie, did you have a last word before we close out? just want to thank everyone for coming out tonight, taking a listen, and I just want to encourage you to make sure that you come back next week, Tuesday and Thursday. Okay, and Kali, how can people find out more about you again? Can you give them the website one more time? Certainly. Uh, it's coachgreatwriters.com, or you can always call 866-WRITE-99. Okay, one more time. 866-WRITE-99. And coachgreatwriters.com is the website. Again, if you're interested in Barron Book Marketing Coaching Services, you can call 888 888- Nine zero Baron. That's eight 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 nine zero B A R O N. Or you can visit the workshops and coaching section of BaronSeries.com, and I'll spell that for people: B A R O N S E R I E S dot com. BaronSeries.com. Now, also, I want to remind people that we do have two more sessions coming up. We have one on how to publish and distribute your book for maximum profit. 
and we also have highly effective strategies for book marketing and promotion. In the one on how to publish and distribute your book for maximum profit, you're going to learn how to avoid those mistakes, again, with contract negotiation, marketing, distribution. You're going to learn ways to produce your book on a limited budget, how to find distributors for your book, how to get the book into bookstores and libraries, how to make money abroad by selling and licensing your books, and how to quadruple your average book order with volume and premium sales. On next Tuesday's workshop, you're going to learn highly effective strategies for book marketing promotion, how you can get others to promote your book to tens of thousands of people for free, how to get radio, television, and print coverage for your book, how to position your title to become a book club selection and a bestseller. You're going to learn a couple of the techniques that we teach in the coaching program for setting up the live and the virtual book tours. You're also going to learn how to significantly increase traffic from qualified buyers to your website, and you're going to learn how to generate income faster by pre-selling your book before it's released. Again, pre-selling your book before it's released. So these are really just the tip of the iceberg as to what you get in the coaching programs, and we're walking you step-by-step through each of these different tips for and strategies and tools for quickly publishing, distributing your book, and generating the maximum amount of, of revenue and recognition for that book and your hard work. So remember, you're putting in years of work in many instances and in completing these books. You owe it to yourself to really push it to the limit and take it as far as possible. There are a lot of great things that are possible for you. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us for this workshop best-selling author secrets, how to create a six-figure income and boost your celebrity status, brought to you by BaronSeries.com and Inkali Mincy of CoachGreatWriters.com. We look forward to you joining us on Thursday, and we bid you good evening, and all you do, continue success. This is William R. Patterson, international best-selling co-author of The Baron Son. I hope you enjoyed the lessons and insights from the Baron Writing, Publishing, and Book Marketing series, best-selling author secrets, how to create a six-figure income, and boost your celebrity status. I now invite you to complete the information request form in the workshops and coaching section of BaronSeries.com to learn how you can best leverage the Baron Solution book marketing and speaker coaching program to help you dramatically increase your income and book sales. You may also access the coaching information request form directly by typing www.baronseries.com forward slash coaching.htm in the address field of your web browser now. And all you do, continue success, William R. Patterson.